0: Anthony, you can say hi, too. Hey, guys. Welcome, everybody. This is the greatest MMA podcast on Franken-Culture. You know it as Get The K.O. I'm your host, as always. Clifford Red Dog Miller, and with me, change the order. We have Lou and Julie Jubaka. Say what's up, guys! Hey. Hi, guys! And Anthony, you can say hi too. Hey, guys! <laughs> <laughs> no, so as always, as always, it's great to have Lou back on the show again. You know, he's he's kind of in and out. He's been sick and stuff, so it's definitely great that he's able to join us. Um, yeah, I'm glad so- you're
1: feeling better.
0: He's not even trying to talk now. <laughs> So let's get into it, man. We have had a few we had a few different cars that popped off um, this last uh, last couple of weeks. We took last week off uh, with the Super Bowl and everything kind of going on. We want to really focus. So let's jump into it. February 2nd, we did have uh, the main event, right? So UFC Fight Night 144. This was based out of Brazil. Uh, we're really just going to talk about the main card for this. So we're going to start off with uh, Sousa versus Franta. Uh, women's strawweight. This was a decision match. All three rounds. Uh... It was a great fight, I thought all around. I thought uh, Susa definitely did enough to win this win this fight. She uh, pretty was pretty much dominant to the whole card. Do you guys have an opinion on that fight?
2: Uh, not really. I, that that was. I didn't really pay attention to that card until the until the main, uh, like the top three.
1: Uh, Fights on that Okay, so I'll be 100% honest That is something that I had mentioned to to Cliff That I was having trouble Remembering anything From Maya Up Like, I, Mm Oliveira, I kind of remember, but the first two I don't remember really that much And I feel
0: really bad this poor fight card, I just never saw it coming No, it was just like I said it Sorry like,
1: fighters, you guys are good But I feel like I did yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, I know why, because the Walker fight like, Was nothing when you look at when it ended It was like 15 seconds in the first round
0: You got That's it probably why mail. I
1: don't remember yeah. it
0: Well, let's, okay So let's so. move over, let's talk about that fight Really quick, right, okay. so Sousa, hey, congratulations On the victory, we hope to see big yeah. things from you Going towards the future Yes, yes. Golf claps, golf claps, golf claps, golf claps all right, so the next fight that we had, right, uh was Johnny Walker versus Justin uh let it let's be real. Uh Johnny Walker like they showed his highlight films and everything. He had a lot of great knockouts. He looked really really tough. So it was definitely good to see. He is currently 16 and 0 or 16 and 3. Um he is he's a badler, man, and he is very athletic for being a, a, a light heavyweight. Uh, I know, like, after right. after he had won in 15 seconds, spoiler alert for those who did not see this fight, it was a KO 15 seconds in the first round. He was doing, like, kip-ups, and he was doing, like, flips and stuff like that. It was very, showing off some, a lot of athletic ability. So I have to give it to him, but I think it was maybe a little bit of an over-celebration for this fight because he was just kind of, like, he was, like, dancing and stuff. And, like, it was just, I mean, he was overly excited. You could definitely see, but it was just way too much for that man.
1: That's probably why it it totally escapes me. Like it just, I don't know why I can't remember this one. It's probably because of how quick it was in the over. And I I tend to cash out on fighters that um do that kind of showy shit, over nest like over, over needed when you're like, oh okay, right. okay I got it. Yeah, no, that was no, like, one thing well, too.
0: The thing with
2: go ahead. go ahead, go ahead, Anthony. But the thing is, is this fight was. Was, it was literally 16 seconds. Literally, there was a total of 12 punches thrown. Eight of them by Johnny Walker, four by Justin uh, Letit, And seven of his eight landed with that fast KO. That's the reason nobody re- really remembers this fight. That makes sense. I just remember
0: the celebration really towards the end. I felt like, That's... Did, did he do the worm at one point in this fight? Like, I don't know. I felt like, oh, like, man. Like Otis over there from like Heavy Machinery into WWE. Yeah. very so few weird.
1: people will like, accept doing the worm he is one of them
0: <laughs> so <laughs> so there's not much to talk about that fight we can't really dissect into it anthony kind of gave us this, the rundown of the stats thank you for that anthony so let's move up charles oliviera versus uh david uh Taymor. uh second round submission uh, 55 seconds it was this was you know charles oliviera man like, we we've said it numerous times and we've kind of gone back and forth with him at times too but he's God, man, he's so solid on the ground. It is like once yeah. he moves you into position, like that's it, you're done. You know, And that was yeah. a huge benefit for this man.
2: Right, He pissed me off in this fight. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Let us know and what he happened. Pissed, he pissed me off. You know what? Yes, yes, there was an eye poke. I get it. The, the, the first one was blinked and he dug in. I, I get it. The second one, they were exchanging. And yes, there was a slight eye poke. But, like, he looked at the referee, like, to stop the fight. Like, like he was done fighting at that moment. He was just like, I'm done fighting. You're going to stop it real quick. So you can buy." And the referee's like, I'm not stopping this. And, yes, and there's a third one. Like, continue fighting until the referee stops it. You know, it's... it's... What happens if... What happens if... What happens if, if, he, if, if the referee didn't stop it and he got knocked out? Then there's a big controversy.
0: Well, actually, so you know spoiler alert for some of those people we'll talk about something similar to that happened uh last night so for some of you guys who don't know we're filming this on February 10th February 9th there was a fight it wasn't Australia we'll talk more about that we'll talk more about the controversy behind that cuz similar thing happened in uh in, in a main event so we'll definitely <laughs> hop into that fight um, mm-hmm. so you know congratulations Charles on your great victory you know it it definitely was crazy um, Move it right. up, right? So this is uh this is Julie's favorite card. This part, this is Julie's favorite fight. Uh, Damian Maya did did battle against uh Lineman Good. Uh, this was a first round submission, two minutes thirty eight seconds. Uh, Damian Maya is, it I I hope that this is uh a future tear because like. You know he's he's yeah. been shaky lately, and I just that's, I really want to see what he can do again.
1: That's why I was looking forward to this fight because I was a little I was getting concerned the last few fights, so I was like, boy, I hope like you being in Brazil and you know. The opponent, it's it's not just like a toss-away match, you know, when you look at it good. So, that's so why I was really looking forward to seeing that one. That's why I said I can remember from my up, because they really started paying attention, because I, Damian's awesome, so it was kind of getting worrisome seeing him get shaky. Yeah. So well I was like, happy.
0: What was it, Anthony? There was a fight he had with Tyrone Woodley. They threw, like, the least amount of punches in in the in a championship fight. But he got, like, 13 takedowns stuffed by Tyrone Woodley. And
2: 21. There yeah. you go.
0: 21 different takedowns getting stuffed by Tyrone Woodley. That's insane. Right. That's wild. But this time this time around, we saw uh, 50% of his takedowns happen. He landed 89% of his strikes. It was definitely a great win by uh, Maya. So I definitely, like, I don't know. I just hope this is, this is a Maya of old. Because I know, like, the Maya right before the Woodley fight, man, was just he was torching people, man. He looked amazing, and then, like, to see him, I don't know, to see him in a Woodley fight, and then he looked like he was just really shaky, wasn't sure what he was doing anymore. Well, it, yeah. just, it was very devastating to see.
1: Well, because after that, it was Woodley, then the Covington fight, and then he went against Usman, and he, those, he lost all three
2: of those, so that's
1: why I was kind of like, oh, boy.
0: Yeah.
2: I hope yeah. we find that fire. Here's the thing. He usually does, so, so look even looking at his record— he lost two in a row. Uh, he lost to Jake Shields and Robbie uh, uh, Rory uh, McDonald, and then he went on a on a six fight win streak, beating like Neil Magny, Gunnar Nelson, yeah. Matt Brown, Carlos Condit, right. George Masvidal, and then and then and then getting that title fight. So I think I think that Kumaro Usman fight because that was that was not a bad fight by him. No, Usman just outclassed him a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think that that's gonna what's gonna happen is is he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna climb up and he's gonna have to fight the George Mazdeval again. He's gonna have to fight the uh, Kobe Covington to see who's gonna fight the winner of Kumaro, Usman and Tyrone Woodley.
0: Isn't George Masvidal right. over in uh, Bellator now though? Ooh. Is it is it Ooh. yeah Masvidal's in in ah. Bellator now right? I think he's the champ.
2: Correct. Yep.
0: But, no, I, but I get what you're saying, though, in, like, in the context of, like, he's got to fight fighters like that to, to build back up. Because it makes sense, like, it's not like this was a a championship, all of a sudden, like, I can stake my claim and I'm going to be the champ kind of fight. Uh, no, no, but no, you guys are wrong.
1: Him. Yo, yo, hold up, you both are wrong. Masvidal still fights for UFC because he's going against Darren
0: Till. Who left the UFC and went?
1: You guys are thinking, of um, um, um... What says? There's been actually a few.
0: Well, he's a champion. Uh, the one I'm thinking of is 185. Oh, um.
1: Well, there's, there's internet.
0: There.
2: What's that?
1: There's gonna be the internet. <laughs>
2: Titles from uh. And the internet from more. Um, Thank you. To get the title fight, the the first that first time you had a title fight. Wait,
0: say that again. Oh, Gigark Musasi! Oh, that's what I
2: was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: why, because you guys are the yeah, the the M's and the G's, yeah. I, that's the why words. I, yeah, God, English gotta and words.
0: <laughs> we got to do better on this. Yeah, show. but that's why I knew I.
1: <laughs> right, but that's who you guys are thinking of.
2: Oh. Uh, that one, and then you also got a, and then you also have Ryan Bader out there, who's a champion <gasps> too. He's a champ, champ. You get it correct. i champ. He's a champ, champ. Yeah. You champ, champ, champ! Yeah, champ. It's funny the how, jam, like,
0: jam, side man. side note about this. Right before we jump back into this card, it's funny how, like, everybody who couldn't make it into UFC is suddenly like having all this success at Bellator. Like Ryan Bader, uh um, Roy McDonald, uh, massive doll. Like all those dudes are Machida, or Machida is going back. Yeah. And, like it's just funny to see those dudes, like. Have success, like I, I give them like yo props to you guys. You guys are doing dynamite things. I just find it funny that like Bellator is like, hey, we'll take we'll take your UFC guys, and then those guys are having success. Right. All right. Sometimes
1: changing over and getting a fresh uh, a fresh scenery right um makes you want to fight differently, or just just in general, not just fighting in general. That could be applied to life. Sometimes just changing something up. Makes you go, oh, different different point of view. Dope. So
0: Yeah, no doubt. So, moving up, right? This was the co-main event yes. for the Brazil fight card. Uh, we have Jose Aldo versus uh, Moicano. And this was a great fight. <laughs> I just have to yeah. put it out there like that. Um, one thing I definitely want to put out there, too, was that the total strikes landed by Jose Aldo was of uh, 52%. So, he was definitely... He was landing a lot of bombs, and Moicano yeah. was hanging and banging right in there with him. So as big as Jose Aldo looked in this fight, even though he won the fight in the second round, Moicano yeah. could have been that same dude and had the same kind of uh, move as well. It was just it's right if good he wouldn't have gotten
1: if, if he wouldn't have gotten stuffed in the second like he did, like got popped, at, you know, the KO. It would have been a little difficult for the judges the way he was coming back at him. I mean, obviously, Aldo was the more, to me at least, the more aggressive of the two. But Moicano wasn't letting him just pop him without any like answers back. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like taking it like a bitch. (laughs) You know, like oh, you're gonna let me answer back. You know, because when you look at the percentage, it's like fifty-two to forty-five. So it wasn't just like totally lopsided someone get popped in the face for no reason. So But then he got then he got popped in the second and right. It looked like Jose Aldo of old. So especially he looked so happy when he jumped out in the audience too. So
0: Yeah, Scarface Scarface definitely reemerged, man. It was definitely good to see that he was yeah. he was back doing his thing. So definitely big props to him for that. Um yeah. do you got anything to say about that fight, Anthony?
2: Oh, I mean not really. I I agree with what Julie said. Like Jose got him, and the thing about Jose is is he's very veteran. He's a, he's got that veteran status, and and he's very smart. When he popped him, and he knew he hurt him, he didn't let up. Yeah, and eventually it was done.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. I definitely have to agree that he he popped him, and once he once he fell to the mat, like that was it, man. So big ups to him. Uh, moving on, man. So this was the main event. We had Rafael uh, versus Moraes. and this was a revenge fight. Which I didn't, yeah. I didn't remember it being a revenge fight. I just remembered it like it was, it was Marais's debut. But I, I, remember, I vaguely remember the fight like at all, and I knew right. that he came in with like a lot of hype. But then, um, then he went on a tear, and he just was beating everybody in front of him. And then he comes back, and in this first fight, or his his revenge fight against uh, Rafael Morais, just, he came out on fire. I was like, holy cow, right. like, this dude's ready just to to beat people down. And that's what he did, man. He came out, and Rafael just, he, it's like he didn't even know what happened. You know, and it's, oh, yeah. it's something, because, like, Rafael is like, I think he's 36 years old now, you know. But he was like, he was telling everybody, he's like, I'm getting better, I'm getting stronger every day, blah, 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 blah. You couldn't tell in this fight, that being, that, that being right. the thing. I mean, just total strikes was 23% for him in that first round, and he was just missing Marais everywhere. Marais scored yeah. this submission attempt, and then he ended up scoring this submission, and it was just uh, it was a, a gorgeous-looking move, too. So I just, you know, give it up to Marais, man. He, he yeah. knew exactly he what re- he was doing.
1: He put a lot of pressure forward, and it looked like he didn't know what to do. No, does that make sense? Like it, it, he tried to answer, um, but you could tell that Marlon figured this game out. Oh yeah, he if that he, makes sense. He Had a great game. He figured it now. out. Sometimes it happens with those revenge fights too. Like not always, because I mean we ain't going into the DC John Jones trilogy shit, but like um, sometimes when you see those fights where you're like oh I, I I debuted against you, now we're gonna fight now that I've I've have enough under my belt of fighting different people and seeing different styles sometimes those end up being very uh those ones end up being fun because that guy that's like i'm gonna fight you again has studied what what he did wrong on the first time yep like why did i lose because that that first loss helps you in your next win, and your next win, and your next win. So by the time you finally go against them, figure it out. It's almost like when you've been playing a video game for a long time, like Mortal Kombat. By the time you get to Shang Tsung, you you know it. You know it. You're like, I'm going to whoop your ass. I know this. I have beat this game 9,000 times. That's kind (laughs) of where it is. You study it, and there you're You know the moveset. That's what it is. He knew the moveset.
0: He did know the moveset. That's a very good analogy to it.
1: That's how I look at some of these fights. It's, is, is you, it, there's some fights where you look at it and it's like, okay, you, 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 lo- you broke down what was going on.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's the same way with like, John Jones, too. And it's funny how you were mentioned about the trilogy. Oh, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same way with John Jones. He looks at every opponent. And he even said it, too, like, after that fight with Gustafson, where he said, um, he's like, if you just hold him down for 30 seconds, he'll just give you whatever you want. He's like, that's exactly what I did. So it was the same thing with Marais. Marais like knew that he's like, I, I know this guy's game plan. I know how he's going to try to attack me. He's just not going to get it done. And he didn't. He was right. So it was definitely a huge shout-out to him. Congratulations. And hopefully we get to see him kind of move up in a band of weight and get the challenge because right. he, needs, he needs that next shot. And I definitely think he should be next in line for a title shot. You got anything you want to add to that, Anthony?
2: I had nothing on this one. I uh, so wasn't, re- I wasn't with, impressed with uh, with uh, Anuncio's performance. I mean, you guys nailed it,
0: right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was very disappointing. Sorry for that, man. Sorry, Anuncio. Yeah. But maybe you can like figure it out or something. And get back in the game plan because you were wow now. So let's move up, right? Yeah. We move on to what happened yesterday. So this is UFC 234 in Australia. And we're gonna start this off with what happened, crazily, right? So, Ugh. Robert Whittaker.
2: <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm so bad.
0: Robert Whittaker shows up on Monday. He, you know, he's in training, w- cutting weight. He uh, goes to all the promotions. He does everything he's supposed to do. He weighs in that night, Friday night. Everything is clear for him to go. He wakes up Saturday morning. I guess like he was in a lot of pain. Didn't know what was going on. Got rushed to the hospital had emergency hernia surgery like how wild is that
1: right I just saw a title for an article where it was saying that like if he did if he would have fought like it could have been fatal where I'm like damn like I'm glad like I saw people bitching online like why are you gonna be such a bitch you pull out um because some people like to live So like I'm 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 really sorry that you missed whatever fight you were hoping for, but um, having the fight delayed or having to understand that you're never literally going to see that guy fight ever again because he's gone. Right. He did. Like, sometimes some of these fans are too damn demanding. Like I just like come on, chill out. Like, people's health is important.
0: But let's be. So
1: I'm glad, I'm glad that like it, there was no surgery now. Take it serious. Don't push yourself, kind of shit.
0: And I don't want to say this, but it has to be kind of addressed, right? Robert Whitaker, I don't want to say he needs to be stripped of the title, but an interim title definitely has to be introduced because um, last year, I after, kind of agree. Yeah, because last year, GSP had the belt. Then GSP forfeited the belt because he had uh, colitis. So he forfeits the belt. Robert Whitaker wins the belt. And once he wins that belt, he tears his ACL, and he's out for six months. And then he gets ready to come back to fight, and I think he damaged his shoulder or something like that. And he was out for another couple months. And then he comes to this fight, right. and he, and I, you know, speedy recovery to you. You know, Godspeed to you, man. I hope that things get well with you. But then he has this whole thing happen, and it's like, dude, the belt is being held up. And we've got to do what's best for the sport. Like, if you're going to be the best fighter, you will get back there and you will win that belt back. But, as of right now, like, we just need to have a 185-pound champion who can hang a bang. And, unfortunately, that's not you, man. So, you got to give that belt up and just keep it moving. You know what I mean?
2: You know, that, that 185 division isn't impressive, though. That's a thing. Like, you have, yeah, you have Yoel who knocked out Luke. But then you got Jakari Souza, Derek Brunson, and Chris Weidman. Like who are you gonna who, who are you gonna to uh, to put in there? I mean, you you gonna have you gonna have Michael Bisman come back and
0: no. knock out Luke what? Rocco
2: real quick for the title?
0: No, you're gonna have Kevin Gastelum fight Israel Adesanya in like three months, four months, and let those guys hang and bang. Why not? Those are those are your top two guys
2: right now. I think I think I think I think think he's got I think Israel Adesanya's got to fight Yoel, or even yeah. Because
1: I mean, when you look at the rankings, he's
0: still he's number six. What do you mean?
2: He's a ranked no.
1: no. Yeah, he's sixth ranked, but that's what I'm saying. Like he's six. I think if he puts one, yeah, which is good. I think yeah. But when you think about it, length of length in the UFC has not been that long. I think to get like a a non-questionable title shot if you were to fight Yul, Absolutely. If like, that makes he, sense. Because you're always going to get somebody to be like, does he, does he deserve it? But if he went against Yule, there'd be less people doing that.
2: He's, the only people that he, he's beaten, yes, he beat Anderson, but he's beaten an, an aged Anderson Silva. Other than that, he beat Brad Tavares, who, who's Brad Tavares lately, and he beat a Derek Brunson, and the same thing happened. Who's Derek Brunson lately? Well, I mean, Brad Tavares is Hawaii's own that not knock that man. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, that's exactly my point. They always fade, and then they take forever to retire. <coughs> B.J. Ben, <Penn. laughs> Max Holloway, to <still> <coughs> let him put that out there. So no, I, I think I think you have to pin Love him you, against Hawaii. a Luke Rockhold. Oh, that'd be fine. Like, him against a Luke Rockhold against a, a Chris Weidman or against a um, Yoel Romero before you can give him a title shot.
0: You know what, I would say, I'll, you know what, I'll give you that. I'd like to see, I'd like to see Adesanya versus Luke Rockhold. Yeah, maybe not Yoel.
1: Luke would probably be better.
0: Yeah, I think I could see that matchup. As long as Luke doesn't drop down his left hand, he's not getting knocked out. He's going to drop down his left hand because that's all he does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But here's, like, my bigger yeah. problem,
0: right? So let's, let's address the bigger problem, and that's Kevin Gaslam, right? Like, this dude gassed himself up. He said, oh, I showed up to work. I did all my press stuff. I showed up and weighed in. I was here ready to fight. I'm the new champion. I won by default. The, um, default. I yeah. won by forfeit. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, dude, you it don't win by forfeit. Like that. That's not how it works. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I get it, but you borrowed your buddy's belt. To tell them that you won the belt. Like, no, dude, that's not your belt. You did not win <laughs> right. it. You did not defend it. You didn't earn it. Like, what you mean? Like, right. I'm the champion. That, And whenever in the UFC history have we ever seen a person win a belt due to forfeit? It's never happened. And it's not going to happen. Sorry, right, Kelvin. You are not that good anyway. I'm going to say it. <laughs> and I don't think you can even walk around being like, I'm the champion. No, you're a paper champion, and that's what you can be. You could be Rocky and Rocky Three. You're a paper champion. You're a paper champion. You're paper champion. You're paper champion. You, <laughs> you gotta fight a real man.
1: Yeah, I I <laughs> was like rolling my eyes hard, thing. I was like, get I, I so, it. think roll. that you're a title holder now. All right, whatever.
2: I was so devastated when I when that came across in the morning. I was just like. That was going to be a really good fight.
1: Yeah, I you was know. bummed that they canceled it.
0: I felt bad. You know what's crazy, though? So we'll, we'll, we'll cut into more of these fights. And we'll talk about this at the, at, the, at the main event. But Israel Adesanya, I guess he got up and he texted Dana and said, hey, five-round fight, let's go. And uh, Dana texted back and said, it's not fair to Anderson Silva. So it was like, Adesanya said, I could have gone five rounds. No problem for me he's like, okay uh, that
1: explains it my yeah. husband and i were wondering if they were gonna because we hadn't seen what they had said about it and we were wondering
0: yeah it was a it to the main event yeah, was, and we were like oh are they gonna do it <laughs> yeah it was a dana call and he said no so that's what uh-huh. and i was confused too right because like when i got when i was watching a fight i was like yo there's only three rounds it's like but all all championships and main events are five rounds what do you mean and then right i was, thinking, I was like oh well it is it is anderson silva he is 43 years old and yeah, you, know, you kinda of have to run it past him first to make sure it's okay, but clearly it wasn't okay for him. Right. But I wanna talk about this fight, right? So let's talk about this Jim Cruz versus uh, oh. Sammy Alvey fight, right? Like
1: Smiling. <laughs>
0: smiling Sam. smiling God. I
1: feel so bad.
0: <laughs> so this He was, was not smiling hook. after that fight. He so he, he got, was frowning. <laughs> in the second round he caught that he caught that hook and it dropped him, right? And as he fell down, um, he, the other dude like walked away. So Kroot walks away from the fight, thinking that he won. But the ref never stopped the fight. He told him to stand up. And, you know, so uh, Sam stands up. Sam tries to engage. He catches. He caught the initial uh, leg kick, which was really, really cool. He got the trip. And then uh, Jim took over the fight, and he got on top and started hitting him. The thing the craziest part to me and I kind of agree with Dana, which is weird, because I don't usually agree with Dana on, like much there was eight punches thrown from the top, and only two of those punches connected. But Sam was still very much active, and he was like trying to defend himself, find a hole to get up. But again, the same ref who f- screwed him in his last fight, screwed him in this fight. And, uh, yeah, right. stop the fight. And I get it that you want to protect the fighters from themselves, right? Because, you know, some of these guys can be so tough and try to battle through it. But that was an early stoppage, and I felt bad for Sam because he got up. He, he it looked like he said it to him, like, you fucked me again. And, uh, oh, yeah, there was definite word exchange. Yo, I felt bad, was...
1: too, because I don't normally, like, hate on Goddard. But I was like, the fuck are you doing, bro? Yep, stop like, the fight seriously? early again. Again? Like, sometimes you can excuse one. Like, you'd be like, oh, okay, they were just being overprotective. But, like, if it happens more than once, especially with the same fight, you're like, you're
2: just a dick.
0: You're just a dick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're just a dick. What'd you think, that Anthony? dick move, bro. <laughs> um, you know, he was blocking the, the shots with his the back of his forearm. Like, his tricep, Right. And I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm like, why are you, uh, doing this? And I'm just, like this is ridiculous, this is this is stupid, why nope, oh that's right, yep oh it's the same referee that that last fight, I'm like dude, that referee needs to be gone,
0: yeah he does, it's it's disgusting like, it's, it was so disgusting to see that, he stopped the fight and then like, it looked like his face, like he had like it was like oh, a person in a horror movie like he just had the shock scare, like what did I just do He was like, "Yeah, you supposed to fight (laughs) early. (laughs) That's what you did. What an asshole!"
1: That's why you should have terror, because Dana's pissed.
0: Yeah, Dana, Dana, about to ban you for life, man. You about to join? Right, and like to be
1: honest, (laughs) right. I was just gonna say that after Yamasaki, everybody should learn. Like, do not, do not. Get Dana in a pissy mood if you are a ref because he'll just go right after the fight in front of the press and talk about how you're a piece of shit, about how your family's a piece of shit, about how you suck, about how you do nothing right in the world, and how you need to go f- die in a fire or something. Because yep. he gets really fucking petty really quick. Super like, petty. really quick. I mean, look at his relationship with Hilani. Just, that's a beautiful relationship of a car crash in general. But if you're a ref that screws somebody over, especially when... It- one of the, the fighters that he wants to see fight, and I've heard him talk good about the both of both crew and that S- Smiling Sam. Oh, yeah, he's gonna talk so much shit about you. He's gonna talk to you like he kind of like sometimes Dana gets pissy like a sixteen-year-old girl, and it's so I live for it. I'm like, oh, please! I feel like please be, be refs, bitchy.
0: I feel like I feel like some of the refs are equivalent to, like, v- with Dana, are equivalent to, like, Al Pacino and, like, Robert De Niro and Heat. And I feel like Dana is, like, Robert De Niro. Where he's like, brother, if I got to put you down, I won't hesitate. <laughs> 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 and he just takes these refs he's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> You're cool. Fuck that guy yeah. out there. Because there's right. some new refs that aren't in the UFC that I keep seeing. Like, I keep wondering, like, what happened to him but then I couldn't find out that they just got cut. So Right. It is what it is. So, enough about that. Let's move up. We're going to talk about the women's flyweight, yeah. right? Montana De La Rosa, uh, De La Rosa versus uh, Nadim Kasim. Fantastic fight. I think De Rosa came out. She executed her game plan as she wanted to. Oh, scored yeah, she scored the did. takedowns that she wanted at will. 67% she of her was, takedowns, man. She was messing up this girl. Sh- her game dude plan she was, was a full like effect
1: right like when she got on like like me and my husband were talking about it she went he, she was always moving if that makes sense there was, she was figuring out something like if she's trying to get an arm bar couldn't figure that out let me try to get try and go like she wasn't just sitting there laying on her she was trying to figure out something and she kept going for him what and I thought that was entertaining she was making it, it she was clearly showing. That her ground game was better. And it was almost in like a Oh you oh how cute. I'm gonna put I'm gonna move over this way. I'm gonna come over this way. I'm gonna put your arm over here. She wanted that arm bar a lot too. She
0: wanted that armbar. but she, well, she wanted in. that arm. It was so, so bad. Cool. Like, okay, so it sounds kinda of messed up, but it was so cool because Del Rosa and Cassim are very, very flexible. So yeah. Oh flexible. They look like God. gumby. And they were like, right? arms were getting <laughs> It was ooh, like watching ooh, two pipe body, cleaners Yeah, body parts were like <laughs> getting twisted Back around and like you Well, that's Cassini what I thought was interesting about, bar.
1: Yeah, I thought that was interesting About the arm bar was the fact that she kept going For it, but like, you're and you're watching Her put it in and you're like Man, if it was like Half of anybody else They'd have done taps, cried Asked for forgiveness, given you the ATM card And here's Nadia just like her elbow is going the other way and she's like, What's up, bitch? I'm not tapping. I'm not tapping. And I'm like, that's the fun. I love watching two flexible fighters like that when they're in the when they're on the ground because you're like Yeah. It's 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 at a point of will at that moment. It didn't Rosa locked for,
0: in that blood choke, man. And, and Dominic oh, Cruz right. was talk, Dominic Cruz was like, Yeah, it's this tap is gonna happen soon. She's got a blood choke and an arm bar at the same time. She's not gonna last. Yeah, and like she was like, and you can see, Kasim didn't want to tap. She was fading, fading really, really bad, and yeah. eventually she just she just had to give in. And that's it was it was cool. So give I commend her for her fighting spirit. You did. Yeah, she had some okay Nadia. defense. I just we got to put that out there. But you know, yeah, she had some.
1: It wasn't like she she didn't try. Yeah, you know what I mean. And
0: for her sixth fight overall, yeah, like ever, she like hey. Amen to you. Like, you are hanging and banging. You've got a bright future. And hopefully we can start seeing you uh, tear up the flatweight division. Because I definitely, I'll give you all the props in the world. That's all I got to keep saying. Right. Anthony, what did you think of the fight?
2: Okay, no, I I don't have anything really to say. I mean, you guys are nailing it. I mean, De La Rosa, she looked amazing. And made that fight from beginning to end. And it was, it was a great fight to watch it was really i was mesmerized on how good she was
0: yep yeah that's a good call man so let's move up man we we're gonna talk about this band and weight fight right uh ronnie versus ricky the battle of the r's uh and <laughs> let's be real uh I, I this fight was definitely a lot closer than i thought it was gonna be uh ricky did come out on top 15 and one he is a – he bangs, man. And I, I love the Dude. fact that – I love the fact that he was able to change up his strikes, but also I want to give a lot of credit to uh, Ronnie's defense because, like, Ricky was, Ricky was throwing punches and bunches, and I really thought a lot more were connecting, but apparently his defensive game, like, is just on point because I, right. thought, I thought well over 55 60% of the strikes were landing for Ricky – but it turns out that only forty of them really did. Um, right. But he did score two knockdowns in that fight. Well,
1: I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that Simon was aggressive. He was a little Spitfire when he was coming out. Like he was, he he was not going down, and he made that abundantly clear every time. Um, riding on his back, he yeah. no stood back up and would point back up. Like I'm not doing this. We're, we're' we're standing we're doing a standing game, and I think that's kind of why it looked like he did more standing up is because he kept going forward and and that's probably why there was that that little bit of like, "Oh, I think he's doing more, but can we talk about something very important about that match?
0: Yeah, go ahead. can
1: we please talk about his fucking hair? <laughs> can we please talk about that hair? No. I was so hypnotized. <laughs> by Simon's hair, I I almost it was it was almost distracting to where I gave no shits about the fight because I was like Simon's hair won it all. Simon's hair won UFC two thirty four for me. Like I I was hypnotized by his damn mullet. What the <laughs> hell was that?
0: I don't know. That be was honest. beautiful. It was it was Simon, weird too. You it won was me. A weird look. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was weird. Like the moment I, I remember like I think I went to the bathroom and I came back into the living room I remember looking over and being like, "What is this on my TV right now?" <laughs> I had not seen his hair or any look prior uh, from this week prior to that moment, and I was just like, "Wow, really? if you didn't win if you don't win tonight, you still won to me." Because Ricky, that's a look.
0: Uh, Ricky's gonna inspire Anthony to do his hair like that from now on. Oh, I am definitely not doing
1: that. Oh, uh, I'm just saying, if you get if you get wild hair and decide to, the, I, there better be pictures. Just
2: saying. <laughs> I want. Pictures. I don't. Want, I, I do not want to make you hot and heavy, there, Jewel.
1: Oh no! Well, no. Listen, I'm a big fan of mullets. I will never have one, but man, <laughs> holy crap, they're hilarious to me. Oh, there's certain parts of Michigan where you'll go and you're like, Oh, look at the
0: beautiful hair. Mullet city. Oh yeah.
1: Come on. There's 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 places (laughs) called like there's a city called Taylor, but it's called Taylor Tucky. So (laughs) (laughs) So you know, you know, you'll see some fun shit where like a a pickup is the or a back of a pickup is the uh the porch to a a mobile home kind of shit, you know.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Man. So that's what that man. hair
1: reminded me of. Ricky, no, you'll be the king. You'll be the king out there.
0: All right, there you uh, go. Julie says that you need to move your camp to uh, Taylor, Tucky, so you can be the king of Tucky. Taylor, Tucky. You'll be, be the king the, with that haircut. you be the new mayor. All right, so the... enough with his hair. Enough with his hair. Congratulations yeah. on the win. Simon, you. Congrats you on win. the hair. You,
1: congrats on the win. You
0: win. <laughs> All right, so uh, Lando uh, Venada versus Marcos Rosas Marion. Uh, this was a f- this was a f- crazy fight because was it five seconds left in the first round when yep. uh, uh, Vanta got the, got the submission. So it was a it was a great fight. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. He only sh- he only shot one takedown and he scored right away. Uh Yeah. yeah but sixty one percent sixty one percent of the too. strikes was amazing to watch him land. And then of course he right. scored a one takedown, uh one submission attempt, and that's all he needed.
1: Well what's funny about it too is like I went up to go get a drink and that and when that happened is when he won. I was like, motherfucker like I thought we're at the end of the round. It looks like, oh, okay, whatever. Nope. <laughs> Got it. Nope. I was a little pissed.
0: <laughs> That's the whole why you fight.
1: just bring <laughs> everything by the table. Just bring <laughs> everything by wherever you're sitting. Yep. Plan ahead. Have
0: Plan ahead. Right next to you because you know you're going to miss something if you don't.
2: Yo, right. <laughs> right. Right. How crazy was it? Have you guys looked at the stats? So, hit him four times, four total strikes in one round. And uh, it was almost a full round. Uh, and Lando <gasps> Venatas hit him 39 times
0: and then got <laughs> that takedown. It's
2: it's crazy how he he just seemed like he did not want to throw with uh, Venata. Yeah. Mm-mm. Honestly, who does though?
1: I don't I know mean why
0: Venata's yeah, a beast. Yeah, that's true. Like he he throws punches and bunches and he lands them. Like it's insane to watch what he can do. And the, what you're talking about is in five in a five minute round, he threw thirty plus punches and he landed like. Marco's ain't trying to catch those hands. He's not trying to help L that way. Honestly, for him, he probably should have caught L that way because, I mean, you know, he was he got submitted, and that means he got forced to tap out. Boy, yeah, poor Marcos. There's nothing
1: wrong with like, I don't know. Sometimes getting a submission loss is a little bit more insulting.
0: Yeah, if that makes sense. It's it's funny because okay, so I brought this up to I brought this up to care of my daughter. Uh, a couple of days ago, we were actually watching Royal Rumble, funny enough, mm-hmm. on in WWE. And I told her, I was like, submission victories are always better than pins and knockouts. And she said, why? I was like, you know, like in, in WWE, you can do like a quick takedown, like a, a finisher and you can win the match. Right. Six seconds. Doesn't mean anything. It means something, but doesn't really mean anything. Right. In MMA, you can score a flash knockout, right? And, right. And that could have been – a perfect example would be Jose Aldo versus Conor McGregor, right? When Conor yeah. knocked him out with one punch, flash Bang knockout him, happens. Yeah. But I think the real testament comes when you have someone like Anderson Silva versus uh, Shael Sonnen, where for four rounds, he's just getting his ass beat, right? And then in the fifth, in the fifth round, he randomly like locks up this triangle, Shael sits it out, and then during the sit-out – all of a sudden you see uh, an arm arm bar and then you see a, a triangle and uh, shell is just stuck and eventually he has to tap. And like you're like, Wow. Like you were you were losing that fight and you, you forced that man to say I quit. Right. like I just right. think, to me tap outs are so even though knockouts are flashy and are fun to watch, tap outs are so much cooler because No matter what a person says, right? Be like, well, I knocked you out. Mm. Sorry. Could have been a lucky punch. But if you tap somebody out, be like, no, dude, I made you Right. That's why I think... Right,
1: that's why I always, like, there's two levels of, like, badass on on submission things. I always find the person that makes someone tap, especially the person that's... If someone's been talking a lot of shit and you get them to to tap out of submission, like, that's always, like, a sweet little victory. But then there's also the ones that refuse to tap and they pass out or some shit. Yep. Those ones I always am like, you little, look at you little badass over there. Those ones are fun to me because I'm like, oh, you just you just ain't going to quit for
0: nobody. Well, wasn't it? Okay, then. Who, who was making, so it was a Conor McGregor-Nate Diaz fight where Nate Diaz, he got taken down. He was getting ridden on his back and finally he just tapped out. And right before that, Holly Holmes had fought. And she fought Misha Tate. And Misha Tate scored that, oh, my God, the Hail Mary of Hail Mary takedowns. She got the, the out-of-nowhere takedown. She jumped Holly yeah. Holmes' back. And then she put a rear naked choke on Holly Holmes, and she just held on for dear life. And Holmes eventually just passed out. And yeah. I'm like, yo, that was that's true badassery right there. Because then you see the next champion turn into a little bitch after two rounds.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I always find it
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, Connor, I said it. You tapped out like a bitch. Oh, you know. And you can go over there and talk to all your friends and be like, who the fuck was that? And are like fucking Cliff Miller from fucking Baltimore, Maryland, telling you that you're a little bitch for tapping out twice, especially when you instigated the shit. <laughs> go talk to Khabib for me again. No, I
1: second that. that, <laughs> that, that that'd be Jupaka. <laughs> a- 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 Co-signed by Jupaka from the Detroit Medretty- <laughs> the- Metretty- <laughs> area. <laughs> Co-signed
2: by Chewbacca. Just so you know that. I don't think we're going uh, go Al- <laughs> to. Cliff, <laughs> <laughs> Cliff lives in Cliff. lives in Alcat City. Yo. I'm gonna get you a little bit closer, there, Connor.
0: Yo. You, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even gonna stand. You just you see, we always have to have one different on this wheel, man. This is why. This is why tricycles with one busted wheel never really get anywhere because Anthony can't help us and be like, "Yeah, Connor, <laughs> we don't stand with you either here in Nebraska and Lincoln." in the middle of some damn street. No. me right. <laughs> the- get thrown out there. Let's move 8310
2: on. 8310 Sunridge Drive. 8310 Sunridge Drive. Conor McGregor, you want to hear? I'll tap you out like Khabib did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump the fence and beat the shit out of your coach, too. Oh. You'll play oh, butt touch.
0: Or butt touch, whatever oh. it is. <laughs>
2: All right. Touch butt with the door to the park. Yeah. Oh man, that's,
0: that's right. That's what Nate said. <laughs> All right, so we gotta move up. Israel Adesanya, right? This hey, let's be real. This was the fight. Uh, I This was a. Great, oh, I was great, so excited. Um, so Israel Adesanya, like hey Anderson Silva, clearly shows that he can move. Like, maybe not Silva of old, but he still got fast feet, fast hands, and he should be respected because Israel said that. He was at the Abu Dhabi fight where, like, Silva was like, Hey, come fight me, come fight me. And then, like, finally, he was baiting guys in. And Israel's like, I know all your tricks. I'm not coming in for these tricks. He's like, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to do it. It was a total mirror match. Oh, yeah. It looked like it was a total mirror
1: match. Like, it was legit watching the young version of Silva versus Silva. You know, like, I don't know. Like, what? Like you're saying about he knew the tricks, so I thought it was I thought that one part where Silva was like pointing to him, telling him to come, and like he walked forward a little bit, like Israel like entertained him a little bit, and then he just kind of stood at him, and then he went to the middle, back to the middle of the ring. I'm like no, will you come out here? I ain't going to you, motherfucker. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes.
0: I felt like yes, I was watching... that's exactly
1: what Silva would do if he was that age now.
0: Yeah, I felt like I was watching. Uh like, the Matrix, right, that seems like right. Keanu Reeves is, like, calling on Agent Smith, I was, like, that's definitely yes. what happened here, that's exactly yes. what happened, twice, yes, this that is very, very good, like, shout out, very, shout very, out to Israel good. to, like, not buy into head games and know that he's got a, he's got a mission and a game plan to hold up to, because I definitely felt like he followed through on his game plan, he worked really hard at yeah. it, he got tagged a bunch of times, and, like, You know, something that we were talking about earlier with um, the eye poke, right? There was an eye poke in this fight. Well, at least that's what Anderson Silva says is he got poked in the eye. But what it was is that even Israel caught one too, right? It was a a jab from the hip that got Israel in the eye. And Israel threw one back and landed on Silva. And Silva started complaining that he got an eye poke. But, hey, man, that mouse had swollen up so much because of – Because that that jab, Israel's jab is just, it's fast, it hits heavy, and, like, there's just, there's no way to avoid it. Just because you, by the time that you realize it, it's, like, coming, it's already hit you. Right. So, big ups to that man for that. That was a great fight. Anthony, what was your thoughts on that fight?
2: uh, Anderson Silva is my, one of my top three all-time favorite fighters. And I know that he's getting, he's old. He's 43 years old, guys. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. He's 43 years old and fighting 21-year-old dudes. Like, and not just 21-year-old dudes. Like, I will say it. I, I'm not saying that uh, Israel need, doesn't deserve a title shot. I'm not saying that he is a fucking badass. Holy shit. How, how crazy was it? I was memorized watching those two fight and him playing the, the gimmicks too. Um, I just I hated see, watching this fight because I was afraid he, Anderson Silva was going to get knocked out. I can see like,
1: him. like, I can I, understand. I don't, there I was don't, a couple of times where it looked like he could. No, have I do
2: um, the BJ Penn. You
0: just want to see him go back to being like well, BJ Pen, is that what you're
2: saying? Yeah. Lose, lose. I don't. How much more does he have in him?
0: You know, it was and, interesting. And that's, that's
2: the only thing I kept thinking.
0: Well, no, it was interesting because like early, right before the fight started, man, um, they were talking about why he's he's still fighting. And he just said, I'm fighting because I want to show that you can still fight. Like, it's not a huge deal. And it was interesting to see that Anderson Silva, at 43 years old, like, he still, he he ate, like, six shots one time by Israel. Like, just blatant. And, like, just stood there and was like, bro, you're not even affecting me right now. And it was just, it was amazing to see Anderson Silva do the things that he was doing in the ring. Because there was a part where... Israel Adesanya was throwing a heel, he was throwing a jumping spinning kick, and then Silva threw one back. <laughs> and you're like, what? Right. <laughs> Again, mere match. <laughs> it's like watching, it's like Mortal Kombat 1. Right, that's match. right. We we'll take I'm this saying. right it's back to Mortal Kombat. Kombat. <laughs> Boom! Marty, would be so pissed he missed out on this conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, because this is like more than one Mortal Kombat. Friends, but nah, nah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Evil. <laughs> All right, so let's. let's uh, so go. go ahead, Anthony. I just, I just, it hurt, it hurt to watch it. Yeah, um, I, I, do want to shout out. Uh, I, sh- I want to shout out. The Showman of of, of Israel, Adesanya. Sorry, I murdered his name every time. Um, the Showman of him. He, oh yeah. He is going to be exciting to watch here in the n- near future.
0: Yeah. You know what I hope to see? I hope mm. I hope Michael Venom Page comes to the UFC and gets to fight Israel Adesanya. Like imagine that fight. I want him just to get through
1: this Paul Daly fight because there was talks that he was he was mentally struggling because of the whole stuff with the 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 passing and everything like that. So, uh yeah. I'm all wait for that when I see him just go through the Paul Daly fight and do good.
0: <laughs> yeah, when is that fight anyway? That fight's coming up soon, right?
1: That's yeah, I'm pretty sure isn't
0: that.
1: Uh boom, I got it right here. Uh, it's the sixteenth, the yeah. day before uh the cane fight. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, because they're literally it's the entire weekend's an awesome weekend for fighting.
0: uh, uh um, I'm sorry, it is an awesome weekend just in general. I just wanna put that out there. Uh we have bellator on saturday ufc on sunday right that's right yep and then we have the elimination chamber on sunday as well
1: oh that's, that's right awesome god damn there's so much shit going on
0: there. i know i can't yes. wait. all right so we're not wait. gonna dive into wwe obviously nope that's an Most entirely the- <laughs>
1: different podcast called frankensteiner that you can go to Hello. you check
0: that out um, shout out <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah anthony you're on f podcast too when you want to be on there
1: <laughs> <laughs> when the decision feels right <laughs>
0: yeah all right so here we go we're gonna move over as we said no kind of not really a smooth segue but this is definitely a segue into it uh february 17th it's on a sunday uh starting at 9 p.m we have the, the main event uh, UFC on ESPN1. I'm kind of excited for this because obviously we've had prelim fights on that fight uh, on ESPN, but this is the first time that we're going to have like, the actual main card on ESPN. So big ups to ESPN for um, you know putting these fighters out there. So with the first fight that we have right. coming up, it's a featherweight fight. Andre Philly versus uh, Miles Jury. Uh, great, great matchup for both guys. I think this is going to be a fast right. fight. Um, but, Julie, who do you have in this fight? Like, who do you think is going to come out with this?
1: Uh, I want Feely, but that's just because I love Touchy Feely. I think he's awesome. I also have, like, my husband and I also have this goal that Touchy Feely and Uncle Creepy need to be in a match made in <laughs> Troll Heaven.
2: <laughs> what about you, it Anthony? It needs to happen. I'm going Andre Feely in the first round by TKO. Oh! Dang,
0: he just called it big. Uh, I think I'm gonna go Andre Philly as well. He's definitely got a lot of experience. I so definitely, I'm a I'm a fan of his. So it's definitely good to see that he's back into the octagon. So let's go. Uh, now let it be
1: known that's. Now I don't want this to be known. That's not saying that Miles Jury isn't good. Right. I want that to be known because if it was somebody else against Miles Jury, I probably would pick Jury. But sorry, Philly.
2: I, <laughs> I I would I would I am gonna disagree with you on that one. I am disagreeing with you hard on that one. I think is okay. a bitch. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> I, I just don't think he's point. that bad of a fighter. Lost three, uh, five, three out of last five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's got he got kicked so hard by Donald Cerrone. Oh, and, I know and- he did. I'm
1: not saying that he's not. I'm not saying that he's like some fantastic dude. I'm just not saying like. He's a horrible asshole. I'm just saying, like, I I was going to, if it was somebody else, it's possible I would have picked Jury. It's just that you're going against Philly. I'm going to pick Philly. That's. (laughs) I was pointing that out. Just saying, like,
0: no. Sorry you made
1: Jury that bad.
0: No, Anthony said, fuck (laughs) your feelings. He's like, Jury's a bitch. By the way, uh, Miles Jury, you can find Anthony Lujan in Lincoln, Nebraska. He gave out his address earlier today. Um, on the podcast, check guys. It out. <laughs> So, next fight that we have is going to be uh, Vincent uh, Le versus Brian uh, Barbarina. Uh, I'll be honest; I need to go with Brian on this fight only because Brian has beaten both Joe and Jake Ellenberger. Those were two of my you know my close friends. So, I think I'm going to go with Brian, Barbar- uh, Brian the Barbarian, on this fight, and I'm, that's who I'm going to roll with. So, who do you guys have? I'm gonna
1: be honest. I, I was like toss up on it, and like, I still am. I don't even think I wrote who I wrote down. Yeah, I still have that open blank. I don't know. I think I probably agree with you with Brian. I didn't even write that down. I got every spots filled up with that except that one. Sorry, y'all. Didn't give
2: shit shits about of fight.
0: <laughs> what about you, Anthony?
2: I'm go- also going with uh, with Brian. I just think that. He has such a such a better pace. He lands uh, almost five punches per significant strikes per minute, compared to just under four for uh, Vincent Luké Luku Luky Loki. Come
0: on, however,
1: however (laughs) you say your
2: name, name that has three vowels and two consonants, weirdo. So I'm going Brian too. Okay.
0: So we'll go with the guy with the longer name. That's good. All right. Next up that we have is Bruce Leroy Alex Caracas. it has been like the first time that I've seen him fight in a long time. Right. Uh, he's gonna be going against Kron Gracie, which I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't care what you guys say. Fuck your feelings. I'm going with Kron Gracie.
1: Right. No, I understand that one. I have that down. Um, I on my notes that I have that. Uh, I have Gracie. But I think it's going to be a tough match because I don't oh, think sure. it's I don't think it's going to be like a walk in the park. Because I think if anything, if it goes to decision, it's possible Alex pulls it off um, because of be because of having more fights under his belt and just knowing what you know. Sometimes experience lands you in favor with the judges. But I don't know. I think Kron might take it.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, uh, great. So we have two for Kron, one for Alex. All right. and what's your choice, actually? Are you taking Alex? I am not. I'm actually going going
2: crazy just hey. because, listen, Alex Cazares is, uh, is is, is, has, hey, he's, he won his last one. He won his last one in July. It was a split decision win against Martin Bravo. Mm. But before then, he lost three out of four, and it looks like six out of eight prior to that. I mean, I'm not, I, I can't go with. Somebody that with, with that's on that kind of streak. Right.
0: Right. Good call. See, we're all going with Kron. Kron, right. if you let us down, you're letting your whole family down.
2: Yeah, Kron, if you let us down, 8310 Sunridge Drive, Lincoln, Nebraska, catch <laughs> on the
0: <side. laughs> He's just going to send <laughs> Hoist. He's not going to come fight you. He's just going to send
1: Hoist. <laughs> <He's>, yeah. <laughs> you said in the big guns.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's going to worry about them. He'll be like, mm, no, nope. Hoist, go take care of my light business. <laughs>
1: Hold on. Let's go back to that podcast. What's that address again? What was that address?
0: <laughs> All right. We're gonna move up. Courtney Casey versus Cynthia uh, Caval- Cavalillo. uh I, you know, I love Cynthia. I think she's great. But I'm gonna go with Courtney Casey on this one. I think Cynthia has just kind of been on a slide as of late. I don't know if she has what it takes to rebound right now. She is. Uh, she's right. tough. She's a former champ, right? I think so. I just, I just can't.
2: Huh? Did Cal- Calavio?
0: Yeah, she's not a former champion. She's never been champion.
2: Well, she
0: was a title contender, correct? Hey, regardless, she's tough, but the problem is, is that she's she's not gonna be the one, and unfortunately, I don't think she's gonna bounce back from this fight either. Right. What's your thoughts?
1: No, no, I agree. I had Casey as well. I also put that. Uh, I don't. I. I. You may like. her. I don't like Calvillo. I don't know what it is. I think the last couple of fights. The way she's conducted herself in and out of the, the octagon, I'm like, nah, eh, I don't give a shit about you anymore, Spider. Yeah. So I I I don't know what it is. I'm just like whatever, fuck it, whatever. So like unless she comes in here and she she shows that she's worked on her game if that makes sense. And actually looks like she's put some effort back into it. But for a little bit there it was difficult
2: because like she got rude
0: yeah, I feel um, where you're coming from with that Anthony, what's your yeah, thought about it?
2: I'm actually gonna go with Cynthia on this I mean what you guys are saying I understand she her, her one loss was to Carla Esparza. yeah uh, her, her next fight was in November of last year at a catch weight uh, at a catch because she missed weight. But she still won by a rear, a rear naked choke. She is literally seven and one, and she picks apart her opponents. Ask Joanne Calder- Calderwood uh, on how great, of, how great of a fighter she is. I definitely think that Cynthia is gonna get back at it, and she's just gonna dominate this fight.
0: Yeah, I feel where you're coming from with it. I think for me, it's just it's tough because she bounces back, but then like she has these difficult uh, like runs, and then like. She, there's some fights where she looks really good. There's other fights where she doesn't look as good, and it's it's tough for me to kind of side with her on this fight.
1: I I can understand too, because I actually originally had Cynthia as my, and I in my notes I put Cynthia, even though I want her to. Uh, <laughs> but no, I uh, I can understand that one. I don't know what it is, but I just I I don't. I'm wondering how do I explain this. I'm wondering if the outside crap gets in her head. If it doesn't, and she comes in with the game plans like she has before, then she's gonna take it.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Let's just let's put out there. Yeah. Um, so our next fight that we have coming up, right, is gonna be James Vick versus Paul Felder, and mm-hmm. this is a tough fight for me to choose, but I think. I gotta go with my gut. I'm gonna take James Vick for this fight. I like Paul, but James brings the heat, and that's why I like watching him. Right, right. I've got Felder. Uh Uh-oh. Anthony's gotta be the tiebreaker.
2: At the executioner. For anybody that don't know that it is James Vick.
0: (laughs) I'm glad glad you had to explain that.
2: No, that's
0: understandable.
2: Some Uh, people don't know nicknames.
0: (laughs) Some people don't. Some people don't. That's very true. Yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah, it's <this is> true. <laughs> All right, so let's move up. Right, main event fight: Francis Ngannou versus Cain Velasquez. Which this is the first fight for Cain Velasquez since what? March of two years ago. Oh, God. Pretty... April of two years ago. Um, Good call. Good question.
1: That'd be. July, the last fight I see on record is July 9, 2016. Again, that was the one against Travis Brown.
0: That would be the one.
1: Yep, that's the last one I see.
0: Yep. That's a a long time to be the octagon.
1: Yep, it is. But but here's the fun part about that, is when you listen to anybody that, that trains with him, they say that, like, this is a scary, this is a scary cane. DC is, I mean, mind you, I think, Even if Kane was broken, DC would be like, "Oh, he's the best." But other than DC, uh, there's been people that have been training with him where they're saying that Kane seems like he's just better than ever before, and that makes me hella, hella, hella excited.
0: Well, let's find out. I know, like he, you know, the cool thing about uh, Kane is that he always seems to add something new to his arsenal every time I see him. Right, so like. Right. Against against Travis Brown, that last fight, he was throwing heel kicks. And those are the wheel kick. And the wheel kick looked amazing. And he didn't throw just one. He threw like three or four of them and was landing all of them on Travis Brown. So I definitely have to say, like, it's it's definitely he's definitely eye opening. But then again you have to be worried about him too because, you know, he has been out for a while. He had back surgery, he was trying to rehab up. And you know, he kept having setbacks. So I'm definitely I'm very curious to see where he is when he shows up, especially with someone like Francis Degano who's been just a monster with anybody. Right. Just knocking people out. But yeah. with that being said, Cain Velasquez's wrestling is definitely his top his top thing. And I have to go oh, yeah. I have to go with Kane. I have to go with Kane on this fight. That's who
1: that's who I have. I think that they're even though he has the beautiful gyms at his disposal, I still don't think Nagano is going to get his cardio up enough to be able to compete with Kane. I just don't. Unless he gets lucky and gets a pop in that surprises everybody, because like we were talking about earlier, anybody can get a surprise knockout. That shit can't happen. Unless that happens, if Kane gets on him and, and it, he's wearing Kane like a sweater, that's what's going to happen. Go going to wear Kane like a sweater and he's not going to know how to do it. No. His cardio is going to be up. Yep. I. I just don't think he's had enough time to figure out his cardio to go against Kane specifically.
0: Well, like I mean he got he got rocked by DC, and DC yeah. is a solid wrestler. Like obviously we know he's a solid wrestler. But now you're going to see that same thing happen to happen when you have to fight his teammate. Really? Mm-hmm. You think you're going to win against his teammate? Like I don't I don't think so. Even when DC acknowledges that he gets out wrestled by Kane Velasquez, you think you're going to be mm-hmm. gonna win? like I don't think so, man. You can't mm-hmm. be
2: lucky. what's your thoughts on Anthony? um is if he doesn't get a lucky connect, he's gonna be done. you're not gonna mess you're not gonna mess with a Kane velasquez that that's cardio is insane I, um, I don't god man this is such a hard fight because i, I we know what Francis Naganu can do, yeah, but it's kane, it's the guy that beat Brock Lesnar. It's the guy that, that he did get knocked out by, by uh, uh, Junior Dos Santos, uh, JDS, but came back and just destroyed him in the third, in the third fight. And it wasn't even close. Right. It was disgusting. Um, I just think that, that, that Francis Ngannou has a chance. The only chance is that, that, that one swing. Right. And here, here's the thing. Does he throw it? Does that's... he throw that one three? Because he didn't throw very many against against Deepa. No, and I'll tell you what. He didn't. He, did, he threw four against uh, uh, the Black Beast. Um, you're gonna get a ring. He, he's gonna get taken down the first time. And I, I think he's just gonna be scared. I don't think he, he's gonna know what to do. Yeah, I totally agree. That's why I was saying it. I think Kane's gonna end up winning that fight. Yeah, yeah. That's that's I said good. like. I was
1: saying earlier, I totally agree with. Unless, unless Nagano gets that lucky shot that everybody has, because anybody can get one, unless he gets it, Kane's wearing him. He's gonna wear Kane like a sweater, and we're gonna see him out of breath, and then we're gonna see him either tap or it's gonna go to decision, based on you know being Kane's bitch for the entire time.
0: Yeah, no doubt, and I and I guess (laughs) I have to backtrack too because Nagano fought Stipe, and then Stipe beat him. And then Stipe fought DC and DC dominated him, and so to watch Nagano try to come back and think that he's gonna stand a chance, it's no, it's not gonna happen. Sorry, man, it's just not working out for you. Um Wait. And I think Kane Velasquez is gonna show that off too. So I definitely have to lean with Cain, just like you guys. So 3-0. So it seems like we're all pretty much down the middle, except for uh, the Vic Vic Felder fight. That'd be like the one we don't want. Interesting to watch because I hope. Right. Yeah, man. I hope that to see uh Vic win and help Felder falls down. The only thing I right. like. I him just, do is I just I
1: I don't mind if I'm wrong on my prediction. That's no problem. I'm more. I like Felder, and I I know that he's tried to throw his name in the ring for when fighters um can't go in. So he's got a hunger. So that's why I'm like, mm, if you're hungry like that, that you're willing to jump in to fight when people are out. And you're doing the commentating, and you're trying to be you. You, I feel like that might help him a little bit. So nah, that's man. the only reason I,
0: why I only like you because you're on. I only like you because you do commentary. So you just need to stay your role and go back to commentary. Get out of here.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So those are the three big fights we covered. Our we covered uh, the Brazil fight. We covered the uh, UFC two thirty four over here in Australia. We're talking about. Uh, the Nagana fight that's actually going to take place at uh, Talking Stick Resort Arena. Wild. In uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much about it. We do have the Paul Daly fight that's going to be on strike force. So, that is mm-hmm. for, that's the Grand Prix, right? That's going on for the middleweight title, if I remember right. So, we should definitely see Paul Daly versus MVP. It's definitely a huge fight. So, hopefully things go well for MVP. He can get in there and uh, and get the win. And score a huge knockout because I am not a fan of Paul Daly. I just gonna put it out there.
2: All right. <laughs> I, that I think that's gonna be a great fight. I just hopefully he doesn't end up like Evangelo Justino and get with a cracked skull from MVP. Yeah. Oh yeah. I
0: think we cover and we covered that fight uh, on this podcast previously. And uh, yeah, we were. It's it was a that was a nasty knee that uh that uh santos took to the face man i just felt bad i felt bad and i was glad to see that mvp was such a such a sport that he was like i will cover all the medical costs for him so right. shout, outs to, shout outs to mv uh to mvp for that so michael Venom page you have to come through we need you to win this fight because paul daly talks a lot of trash about how he's the best boxer in britain and we know that's not true um <laughs> aside from that julie why don't you give us your shout outs
1: um, don't really have much going on. Hopefully soon. Uh, Chewbacca's table, still having some problems with some scrap. Other than that, find me on Instagram, at a little less Chewbacca. 70 down so far. Uh, also, come find me at Twitter, a little less Chewbacca. We'll talk shit to each other. You know, fun stuff.
0: Talk that shit. Anthony, why don't you go ahead and give us your, uh, your shoutouts as well? Alright, so the love. first thing
2: I'm gonna do, I'm gonna give myself some Lincoln love right now. And the first thing I'm going to say is my Lincoln love is separated from everything else that's going on out here that I always give love to out here. Um, I'm not going to give no MMA love. I'm not going to give no band love. I'm going to give love that the fact that I just found out that I'm going to be a dad. Yay. Yeah. I, I, I literally, my girlfriend is so amazing and they got me good. They got me with some pizza. I have a video and I'll, I'll post it up wherever. And, um, they, they got me they got me with a the pizza. They had a note on top of a pe- on on the on the bottom of the t- top of the cardboard, saying that I need to eat up because mommy's belly. Mama mommy doesn't want her belly to be the one growing. Love little Lujan. so.
1: Oh yeah! Not
0: gonna lie, it was an amazing video. Thirty
2: three. that Cliff? So that was
0: an amazing video to watch.
2: I I, I cried like a little baby.
0: Don't get me <laughs> wrong. I have two kids already.
2: I, I have two step kids. I, I Aaron's kids are. Are my kids we're together and we're a family but this this is something that i made in god like help us all because <laughs> the antichrist is coming out is gonna be coming out of her and it's gonna be crazy <laughs> i just don't even know i just don't even know what's gonna happen i'm super excited though like i keep kissing her belly and i'm i keep getting teary-eyed thinking that i'm, I'm gonna have a, an actual like little munchkin running around so Hopefully everything goes through.
1: Hey, Congrats,
2: we'll have, bro. We'll have one. Other yeah. than that, hey, you know, then that's my link in love, I, right there. Um, definitely, if you want to catch me on, oh, I do have something else. And Cliff, you're gonna to touch about, you're gonna to touch up on this. Hey, 22 veterans die every day by suicide because they can't handle their problems. So I will always raise 22 awareness. If you guys have, or and if and if it's, you don't have to be a veteran. You don't have to be a soldier. If you're a friend, if you're a listener, and you have problems, if you're going through something, message us. Yep, Me and Cliff will answer no matter what. And Julie, uh, on the same page, Julie, Chewbacca is the same way. Yep,
1: I'm very very open about my struggles with my brain injuries and all that, my brain injury problems, stuff like that, so I understand those dark places, yo. So
2: message a bitch. We'll work (laughs) through it. (laughs) (laughs) So If you guys want to catch me, on Instagram, it's my first and last name and the year I was born. Anthony Luhan 1985. If you want to catch me on Twitter, if you want to catch me on Snapchat, it's a Luhan 1985. Hey, by the way, as I tweet out, I want everybody that listens to this to follow me on Twitter, and I want you to retweet my post to Chipper Jones. My girlfriend said that if he tweets back and he takes me to a Braves game, I can name my kid Chipper. Yes, so that's something that's
1: an important thing to do now. We
2: need to do now, amen.
0: Hey, amen. As always, guys, you guys can follow me on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram um, at cm underscore miller eighty uh, five. It's pretty simple to find me. And again, just kind of echo what Anthony was saying, right? That twenty two veterans die every day uh, by suicide because they can't handle the problems uh, just if, before you make that decision to, you know, permanently end everything, uh, just reach out, reach out to one of us. We'll always talk to you. We're there. We're just, we're here to help. And, you know, it's, it's also, as Anthony stated, like we're not only here for military people, we are here for everybody, whether you're police, uh, EMS, you know, firefighters, just a regular person, just hanging out on the road. It doesn't matter. We just we just want to hear from you. We just want to talk to you, and just have a conversation. Cause we, you know, you're you're cared by somebody out there, and we're we just wanna we just wanna help the best that we can. So once again, guys, this is get the ko. My name is Clifford Miller as Julie jubaca and Anthony Lu Luhan. Uh, go ahead and say goodbye, guys. Bye, y'all. Thank you. And as always, good fight and good night.